Welcome to In Conversation, a series of captivating and insightful dialogues with leading writers, artists, and spiritual teachers. In Conversation is a production of Banyan Books and Sound. An oasis in Vancouver since 1970, Banyan is a gathering place of the world's wisdom and healing traditions. Come by for a visit or find us at banyan.com for live events, books, and more. This is Farah, and today I'm honored to be in conversation with Dr. Vasant Ladd. He is an author, Ayurvedic physician and professor, and director of the Ayurvedic Institute in New Mexico. And I know that you really must have mastered the science of longevity because you're in your 70s and maintain a full schedule serving patients and students and traveling and writing. And I can't wait to hear you share some of those secrets with us. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> so I want to start by asking you a little bit about depression and anxiety, because it seems to be a, a very serious issue worldwide in our society today. How does Ayurveda understand the best way to treat depression and anxiety? Excellent. So, anxiety, depression is truly worldwide problem because of deadline situation, then relationships are not working, then there is a lack of communication, lack of understanding. So according to Ayurvedic science, every individual has these three organizations of the body, Vata, Pitta, Kapha. Vata is a principle of movement. Pitta is energy of transformation of food into microchyle. And Kapha is a building block material. So every individual is both subject and object. The objective person is the body. But subjective person is thought, feelings, emotion. So, depression, anxiety, that happen when person fail in the examination, failure in the business, failure in the success, achievement, and anxiety is very common thing in day-to-day -day life. Anxiety is associated with phobia, the fear, fear of unknown. So, Ayurveda classify these conditions under Vata type, Pitta type, and Kapha type. Anxiety coming through the fear, anxiety of loneliness, anxiety of nervousness. So, these are all Vata disorders. And that anxiety, fear can lead to depression. So Ayurveda says that whenever there is depression and anxiety, your vata dosha is high. So eat right kind of food, vata pacifying food, don't eat too much raw vegetable, nightshade, canned food. 
or processed food because that will change your neurochemistry and it will create more and more anxiety and depression so for that reason proper diet is leafy greens fresh vegetable we can have steamed or cooked vegetable broccoli spinach cabbage as well as okra broccoli then basmati rice moong dal khichdi nicely prepared chapati roti these are very healthy food just by changing the diet will definitely bring positive change in the health then secondly rubbing maha bhrangaraj oil or coconut oil or sesame oil to the soles of the feet and scalp before going to bed that oil will definitely calm down all meridians the meridians origin from the brain and they go deep down to the hands and the feet so if you rub oil like a bhrangaraj oil or coconut oil or even sesame oil on the soles of the feet and scalp and at bedtime drink one cup of hot milk with half a teaspoon of turmeric turmeric is one of the beautiful medicine it is antioxidant enzyme and turmeric is very important for soothing the nervous system so for depression and anxiety this is a simple remedy there are certain ayurvedic herbal remedy brahmi jatamamsi shankapushpi these herbs they work on nervous system and they calm down agitation which will definitely deal with the anxiety and depression so anxiety depression is out of balance of vata dosha and to bring the vata dosha back to the normal these are simple remedy one can take about 6 or 7 um, ounces of warm sesame oil before bath apply to the whole body take warm shower apply little shampoo so to remove the oily nature this oil massage or application of oil to the whole body before shower is amazing that will help the depression then early morning wake up early morning brush your teeth scrape your tongue drink a glass of warm water and sit in a cross leg posture facing east or north and do pranayama breathing exercise anulom vilom alternate nostril brahmari breathing like a bumble bee's breath and then focus your attention to the third eye beneath the eyebrow and bring your awareness to the breath breath is very important when you bring awareness to the breath the breathing become quiet breathing become gentle and you can feel the energy moving from the tip of the nostril to the throat through the trachea heart lungs diaphragm it goes deep down behind the belly button and there is a natural stop stay in the stop for a fraction of second and when lungs exhale follow the breath come up from belly button to the diaphragm to the heart to the lungs trachea throat back to the nose but remember during exhalation air goes out about 9 inches which is 12 digit from the tip of the nose and in the outer space there is a second stop so there are two stops in our breath cycle one stop behind the belly button and one stop outside of the body 9 inches away from the nose in the outer space
you stay in that stop. In that stop, you exist without breath. In that stop, there is no mind, because mind is a movement of breath. In that stop, there is no thought, because thought is also connected to the movement of breath. In that stop, there is a great peace. You are surrounded by internal peace and wonderful aura of peace will be expanding around you and that will take care of anxiety and depression. This is a very simple technique. Anybody can do it. I am amazed at how simple these techniques are. Food, oil massage, breathing, they're all very accessible to everyone. Correct. Right. You mentioned the nervous system, and it seems that technology has accelerated the pace of life. What are some specific tools that Ayurveda gives us to calm and soothe the nervous system in the face of an accelerated digital world? Correct. Because of advanced technology, computer, TV, movie, as well as cell phone, plus dazzling light, traffic light, and people go to the supermarket or to the mall, and there are so many bright, bright light. So there is more temptation, more agitation, more exposures to the sensory system. And all these sound, light, and hustling, bustling, and busy traffic will definitely affect the nervous system. Even computer screening does neurochemical changes in the brain. So pituitary gland produces hormone. It is the bandmaster of endocrine orchestra. Just behind pituitary gland, there is a pineal gland, and that is very sensitive to different photo exposure, photosensitivity. As a result, what happens? The pineal gland, with the presence of light, synthesizes tryptophan into serotonin, melatonin, acetylene, choline, and uh, dopamine. All these neurotransmitters are released, and they are important for neuronal communication. But because of advanced technology, computer, and screening, and agitation, and so many flashes of different colors of light, even our pineal gland gets confused. She doesn't know whom to respond. And that really builds a great deal of tension. Plus, it is very important because of modern technology, which is uh, very uh, accelerating our life process. And life is becoming fast, fast, fast. So this whole world is becoming small and fast communication. But in that, man has lost. Man has lost his contact with his heart, contact with his consciousness, contact with his own mind, and then it affects the relationship. The relationship is life, and life is relationship. Relationship between husband and wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, relationship between boss and the co-workers. In every kind of relationship, we need communication. We need clarity. We need understanding. That clarity, understanding, communication is becoming thinner and thinner as a result. 
there is a confusion and due to confusion we get conflict so the human relationship is conflicted because of impatience computer science is so fast man has lost patience and patience means no time <laughs> everybody is time bound <laughs> they want to do everything right on time and we are using time but unfortunately time is consuming us so with this we have to follow the spiritual way of life who am i what is the purpose of my life getting education getting degree getting job then making money settling and then one day die confused you know that becomes our life hope i'm not putting it crudely but that is exactly what is happening around us and within us so ayurveda is a ancient vedic science of healing the mankind healing the global consciousness so ayurveda is not only medical science but it is a science of life it is a art of living in harmony with the environment with the nature so we should go for a walk in the garden in the park look at the beautiful blue sky lovely light on water beautiful face of a child or extraordinary light behind the cloud or single bird on the wings these are all the moment of beauty man has no time to see the beauty he is totally in front of computer which is okay because computer is life life is computer but we should have some time for ourselves go in the wood walk in the mountain look at the glory of the mountain the glory of the plant the beauty of the flower and the beauty of the animal and when you look in this looking we should practice double arrowed attention in one arrow of attention when you look at the tree or the flower or any person one arrow goes out to see that person the arrow of attention at the same time second arrow should go to the heart watch the watcher while watching the watch to watch the watcher we forgot ourselves so even while looking into the computer look at yourself so this is called double arrow attention in that double arrow attention the outer and inner become one then you will see i am the tree i am the flower i am the mountain i am the sky this experience will bring radical change radical mutation radical transformation in our life so that it will definitely pacify the trace stress you will have great peace in your heart just by looking at the blue sky and lovely light on water you answered the other question i had so i won't necessarily ask it but it was just about that connection to the sacred what is sacred in our life sacred is awareness sacred is love sacred is beauty sacred is god so these are all the manifestation of god 
into beauty, clarity, perception, love, compassion. So we need certain sadhana and that sadhana is meditation. Just sit quiet, do pranayama, basrika, kapalabhati, anulom, vilom, do some surya namaskar 10 to 12, then sit quiet and watch your breath. When you pay complete attention to the breath, your ingoing breath has a sound, so. An outgoing sound, breath has a sound, hum, so, hum, so, hum. Soham is a very profound mantra. It is present in the breath of every being who is breathing. The birds are breathing, the trees are breathing, the mountains are breathing, the whole universe is breathing. Even galaxy is breathing. And NASA scientists, a couple of decades ago, they heard that sound. They call galaxy is humming. What a beautiful galaxy is humming. So that hum sound goes out. So sound goes in. So if you sit quiet and watch your breath and listen the inner music of life in your breath, so hum. So goes in, hum goes out. And automatically your breathing will become quiet, soft, gentle, and you will see a gap between so and hum. After inhalation of so and before exhalation of hum, for a split of second, there is a silent gap. That gap is the gate. That gap is the door. That gap is the bliss. So just God is within your breath. You have to sit quiet, close your eyes, watch your breath. And when breath stops, between so and hum, there is a silent gap. In that gap, there is sacredness. That is the life of life. That gap is called chid akash, means space of awareness. Chid means awareness, Akash means space. So, in that Chid Akash, that is, you can call Allah, you can call God, Parabrahma, or Christ. The Christ, the Krishna, the Christ, Allah, Buddha, these are the divine name of that sacred space within your breath. God is close with us. Allah is very close with us. But we never pay attention. We are lost in the worldly affair. We are lost in our duty and we are lost in our aggressiveness, competitiveness, power, prestige and position. These are all worldly affairs. We have to come back to our heart. Watch the breath. And then there is a silent gap between so and hum. That is the most sacred thing to discover that is divine life it's been so wonderful to listen to you speak and uh, elaborate on Ayurvedic science and how simple it really is to to live a life of health and happiness and connection to God thank you so much for your time and and all that you offer. You're welcome. (laughs) 
You've been listening to In Conversation, a podcast of Banyan Books and Sound, Canada's spiritual and healing resource since 1970.